Hi everybody, I'm Sal, and you're listening to the Elseworlds Exchange, brought to you by Comic Pop. Go to comicpop.net for all your YouTube comic book needs. This episode in particular is brought to you by TeePublic. Go to tpublic.com slash store slash comic pop and find yourself an amazing t-shirt with a really, really great design on it. Some of those designs are made in-house by us here at Comic Pop, including our Comic Pop logo t-shirt, an Ultron t-shirt, and a Head Crabs from Half-Life t-shirt. They're really, really fun designs. You should check them out. They also don't have tags, the... Sizes are printed on the back of the shirt, so you don't have to worry about that uncomfortable tag stuff. They're really comfortable shirts. I would not shill for these guys if I didn't already have a mess of their shirts that I purchased myself. I like them a lot. Check them out. Go to tpublic.com slash door slash comic pop and find one for yourself. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of the law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. I'm Joel. And we're going to be talking today about superhero families. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, it was a veritable tractor pull of trying to figure out what the hell we we're going to talk about today, and then it hit me like a bolt from the blue. Hey, let's talk about like superheroes and their families. This is more of like a like a you're welcome to certain members of the population slash uh, Elseworlds. People, I don't know what we call Elseworlds fans that aren't specifically comic pop fans, so we'd have to come up with uh, something. Elsies, exchanges, Else Trotters. Uh, no. Ooh, Else Trotters, <laughs> I like that. We'll see if they like it. Uh, I you, think you got that in one, Else Trotters. Hey there, Else Trotters. Hey, <laughs> Elseworld Nation. Yeah, hey, Elseworld Nation, what's up? Uh, but a lot of our fans are fans of like superhero families, superheroes having a family, um, and it's also something that like, which is ironic given the fact that like comic book publishers are like terrified of them yep this uh this was a topic that came around in a couple ways you know like you said you wanted to do the superhero family because there's a lot of good movement happening with superheroes exactly right now in the comics also i know i've been kicking around a sidekicks episode since forever and i know another fan uh asked for something similar so there we go that's that's how we picked our topic this week it's true it's true we will get to the sidekicks eventually i don't want to do just like jilted sidekicks though i want to be like let's do all the sidekicks and just Mm -hmm. see who's you know who came out on top or whatever our conversation ends up getting to. Somebody said uh, Fat Snorlax suggested Elseworld Observers, which I really like. Ooh, that's also good. Or Elseworld Explorer. Ooh, Get I like that one too. Like Explore the World. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so today we're talking about superhero families. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because like, alright, so Superman and Batman both have families now. Like, they but, have kids, yeah. But we could also say that like, Batman for example has had like a Bat family since, for a long time. Since 1940, when Robin was introduced. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And it's, he's only been growing it ever since. Exactly. Starts out with Robin. Yeah, really starts out with Alfred. Mm-hmm. And then grows it from Robin and Batgirl. And then if you count all the stuff pre-crisis, like Batwoman and Ace the Bat-Hound. And, you beat me to it, I was going to yeah. say. What about the pets? What about all the Bat-Pets? Right. Uh, you also have uh, like the alternate future versions of Batman with Batman 2 and Robin 2, which is mm-hmm. Batman and Catwoman's children or whatever. Huntress, uh, yeah, in that universe. Yeah, Huntress is their daughter. A lot of... A lot of family going on there most of it of course alternate reality but like let's let's keep it relegated more or less yeah the... if we do else worlds we could be here all day exactly. on the else world exchange but i will mention um we will get to a family or family that like technically doesn't exist but now but we'll, we'll get to them in event eventually but like <laughs> But, the uh, chat just reminded me too, Bat Cow. Yes, Bat, Bat Cow and all those other pets are extended members of the Bat family. Yeah. But uh but we're in a world right now where like Superman has a son and it's yeah. like, Oh, uh, I guess we're gonna do that now. And 
we literally got rid of our young, hip, single Wonder Woman sleeping with Superman mm-hmm. in exchange for an older, wiser father, mm-hmm. husband, Married. Superman. <laughs> and, I know, right? And how that kind of for everybody seems to be flying in the face of editorial mandate. Like, no, got to keep them young. Got to keep them hip. And people are loving it. This is the hottest the Superman book is. And I don't even know how long Superman is must read now for the first time since the new 52 started. I literally just picked up, uh, I guess, Superman number four. Number yep, came out today. And it was really good. It was the, the art kind of took a dive. But uh, oh. from the last issue, last issue was, was just everything I wanted. This issue was everything tonally and conversation and story wise that I wanted. Art was like meh, but uh, that's unfortunate. But the the story of like Superman with a son is an interesting mm-hmm. one, and it's like, where can we go from here? Because yeah, Superman assuming the role of Clark Kent, telling his son that you know this S is your legacy, the thing you will inherit from me one day. To which I'm sure Supergirl in the back is like, hey, what about me? I'm your cousin. Exactly. And Superman's I'm had a family before. He's had mm-hmm. Supergirl. Uh, he almost adopted Christopher Kent uh, from Zod back mm. during the last Son of Krypton story. Um, the, you know, even he Mon-El... adopted another Zod during the uh, Justice League Beyond 2.0 thing where they kind of did their own little spin yeah. on Superman adopting the son of Zod. That was a great story, exactly. too. But, uh, but the story, you know, the, the it's funny. I remember, like, people saying, you know, like, well, a married or a family superhero is boring or it's uninteresting or he can only tell a certain number of stories. Um... Well, the stories they're telling right now with a Superman with a with a with a son and a and a wife are pretty damn interesting and kind of fun. Yeah. And it's also slow. And I don't mean like very. It feels slow. Like I mean like we're maybe one day in this adventure still. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's you know it, it's just nonstop action and adventure around every corner. What I dig is they let you have your cake and eat it too, where the Superman book has become about Superman, the family man, his son, the goings on on their farm, him trying to, you know, raise his son to be essentially his new sidekick, his new everything. Yeah. And then and then Action Comics lives up to its name and is all about the action and Superman keeping the peace in Metropolis. And yet his son is still a huge part of that book too. It's true. If you read the last issue. Yeah, we literally put the action in, in Action Comics with like dropping Doomsday. And I guess it's it's post-crisis doomsday like yeah, i guess it's, it's pre-flashpoint doomsday oh yeah it's the one he remembers it's the real deal which of course begs the question how the hell did he get here yeah and what else is left that's like for me i, I don't really care about doomsday he's not very interesting he's he's just a stupid but what device. else could come through what uh what precedent does this state yeah, yeah but what else came through what else made it uh especially you know for me i was like when they were like, no, 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 the new 52 is the universe you remember. It's just that, you know, things changed, like time changed it. And then they're like, oh, no, actually, it's an alternate reality. The, all the stuff that you liked was over there. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but in any case, like, superhero families. Uh, as a kid, and being a fan of comics and superheroes, did you, did you care, notice, or have a problem with, like, older superheroes, if there were any, during your mm-hmm. recollection? No, not at all. I was always really for it. I know. I, I, again, like you always said, that idea, this, you know, quote unquote, uh, writer's wisdom, smart person wisdom, where it's like young people don't want to read stories about old people. They yeah. want, you know, they, they want point of view characters they can believe in and, you know, characters, who, you know, they can see themselves. And uh, ironically, that was a lot of the thinking behind, you know, let's do Batman Beyond, a sequel to Batman, the animated series. Yes, they were really high on that idea, more so than the Batman, the animated series, like adventures, like, like after they made everybody a triangle, they were like, yeah, that's cool, but like, can we get 
Batman, like a young Batman. Like we want like a Spider-Man Batman. <laughs> and it was and, like, and they did the smartest thing by keeping Bruce in it and keeping him, you know, a curmudgeonly old man. You know, I was as interested in seeing the adventures of old man Bruce as I was, you know, Terry. Heck, I think I, I, if I can remember correctly, it took me a while to warm up to Terry, actually. Very much so for me as well. I was, I was always like, what was old man Batman doing? Yeah, I was watching it for Batman, like for real mm-hmm. Batman, waiting for real Batman. Nothing nothing pleased me more than that episode with Ink when she returned. Oh, yeah. Then when uh, Bruce Wayne came to battle her to rescue Terry and he put on in a freaking dark. Dark Knight Returns war suit. And yeah. like, and you know, it's funny, like that these guys like the, like uh, Alan Burnett, Bruce, Tim, Paul Dini. These guys are such nerds for their own continuity. Bruce Wayne wore a, a, a disguise to get into the mm-hmm. arena. Did you notice mm-hmm. that it was the freaking gray ghost disguise? Yep. I was so like, good. this guy, these guys know what they're doing. But uh, but anyway, families like uh, it's actually funny. Batman Beyond became a book about family like it did Terry more or less be or a show about family where Terry became spoilers for a show that's over 20 years. But uh, where Terry became the Bruce adopted Wayne's. child of Batman. Oh, he yeah. became his biological the, the <laughs> shot later on. Yeah, but like he became the like the inheritor of the Bat family or the Bat mantle, and how like Bruce Wayne was all about like it's funny like how what a loner character Batman is, mm-hmm. and yet how surrounded he is by support and family and friends it, and people. it is true oftentimes he becomes a hypocrite where he's like no i need to distance myself from the family i'll only hurt them i need to be you know light and i need to be my own man and everything but you know also come back and help me occasionally right like look in his look in his bat cave and you're like okay so we have we've had five robins we've had uh several bat girls if you count yeah. like Cassandra, and you ha- count like uh I guess like even Huntress was a bad girl for a little while, but like yeah. Huntress was a member of the bad family. I mean, an yeah, extended well, you start, family. You start counting the extended family. It's like, well, did the birds of prey count in that too? What about Batman Incorporated? Right. Part of the bat family. <laughs> Look, just, if, you, if you've been in the bat cave, you're part of the bat family. Exactly. If Batman can page you specifically, you're a member of the bat family, which means the justice league is also a member of the bat family. Do you think, do you think Batman has like a friends and family cellular plan for like people oh, who he needs no to doubt. talk to? Whereas like, look, you know, uh, El Gancho, look, Talon, <laughs> you, you get put in the phone. I trust you. Oh, no doubt. I, I'm sure that there's like a dedicated server, like a dedicated like plan so there's no traffic, there's no garbage, it's all dedicated satellites for like twelve phones and the whole planet. Yeah, oh no. Wayne Enterprises has like one has like like nice. a BT and T like kind of program. The best cellular plan ever. Can you hear me now indeed? Yeah, I can hear you anywhere, any like anytime. <laughs> Under the ocean, in the, you know, Scargas, I can hear you anywhere, yep. everywhere. On, you know, <laughs> on apocalypse through a boom tube, I can hear you. I can hear you. And That's how good the company is. <laughs> It's this much coverage. He probably just uses, like, he just probably just reverse-engineered new Genesis technology into a phone oh. plan. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, you know, I was bored. I was tinkering around with this mother box. Now you get ultimate cellular coverage. Yeah, once he found out there was a mother box, there's no way Batman didn't get one and then reverse-engineer it into his own tech. <laughs> in fact, like, they need to fucking do that, where Batman's, like, in a... Re- Batman's literally in a death trap, and he's just, like... And he gets out, and he's just behind the Riddler, and he's like, I gotcha. And they're like, how'd you do that? And he's like, nah, because I'm fucking Batman. He, he pimps off. But then, like, he goes back to the Batcave, and Robin's like, no, how did you do that? And he's like, boom tubes. <laughs> But when they do that, what they need to also bring back is the actual, like, red Batman phone from the Adam West era. Like, he just has that in the cave, and that's what he picks up to call everybody. Because yes. no one expects the red phone. No, no one's going to, like, unplug it or must mess with it. I like the idea also that it would be, like, a wireless, but it's, like, one of those heavy corded phones with one button that lights up. 
I just pick it up and it <laughs> and it calls them. You can call um, anybody. What are some other superhero families that you just immediately think of slash are kind of like, yeah, this is this defines the character. This is, well, this is important for, for me. You know, obviously, and should come as no surprise to anyone. I'm a gigantic Green Arrow fan and the Green Arrow family has always been a big thing to me. You know, Ollie, Dinah, Roy, back when he was there. Uh, what is it? The, uh, the other Speedies, I guess, freaking uh, Diggle now, who they've made a member of it. To get, uh, against my wishes, I might add. <laughs> I didn't ask him to join the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you didn't clear it through me. but You didn't clear it through me, the fan, and then to also go back and retcon his history and be like, no, 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 Diggle was here first. Was Diggle was the here. first member of the Green Arrow family. Everybody else came out. Uh, his sister now, that's interesting we talked about uh batman and superman becoming fathers yeah. well ollie became a big brother and also surrogate father yeah. to a kid um it, it's interesting to see like this expansion into like queen's life because i've never really known queen to be a loner as like a casual <laughs> fan of green arrow you know despite the fact that it's like whenever you see him it's always like green arrow like ah like it's, it's like- just me He's a very social animal. In fact, yeah. I think when he gets alone, that's when he gets the most destructive. He needs other people there to it, problem. You up. know, whenever they whenever they screw up Green Arrow, it's because they like kill off the family or divorce him or get him out of there. He's separated yeah. from Black Canary. It's always a bad scene. He's like just a miserable wretch of a person, and then he gets and, and, arm kill, <laughs> cut off. It, damn right he does, and it's horrible. Oh, uh, Connor too. Everyone, his son Connor Hawk. He was the first Superman or superhero to find out that he had a son he never knew about. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, it's funny, DC, for all of its bluster, because I remember um, hearing a story back when uh, Joe Quesada became editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics, he was like, back when I used to work for DC, all they could talk about was unmarrying Superman. <laughs> and so it's funny, because we all, we all have this idea that like Marvel editorial hates families and hates yeah. marriage, but apparently like DC had a real wild hair with their ass about it like for a long mm-hmm. time, like from, I guess, the... Lois and Clark New Adventures of Superman days so it's kind of funny like to see how even, many DC characters have like a family and it's not even like it's gone away even to just recently when uh what is it when Hayden Blackman left the Batwoman book because they're like no we don't want Maggie Sawyer and Batwoman to get married no no no, it's not because they're gay it's just because we don't want them to be happy trust me oh if they were if one of them was a guy we would definitely still be screwing <laughs> with it and it's like why it's like that's horrible no matter how you slice it yeah and it's kind of funny where they're like they're like we can't let them get married either and it's like w- because of all the rich sexy independent batwoman stories you're gonna be telling i know right or maggie sawyer stories you're gonna be telling like i know right the doing? idea of getting them married makes it even more interesting it creates tension it creates like drama it's a nice evolution for them yeah it's it's what stories are made of it's for many if you ask any person over 25 like hey is marriage death like while they might be like haha yeah they'll also be like it's not the end, certainly. Like this is not like this is one chapter in my life, and it's a significant yeah. one. It's and not a people, funeral. <laughs> people get married, they grow together, they grow apart, and you know if you truly believe that that's the essence of drama and everything, and drama is the essence of good storytelling, then you shouldn't be afraid to take that plunge. Exactly, exactly. I mean, heck, uh, to use an an example outside the big two, uh, Invincible didn't he get married and have a family oh, yeah. and oh, move to space and it, a bunch of other stuff? Invincible has a huge family. That's the what the, the Grayson family. Uh, those guys are like that. That's well. That's like the like. Invincible is a funny book because it's literally the definition of doing the opposite of what the big two were doing when mm. it came to superheroes and evolution, where they were like, like Invincible went through reboots, but only in as much as like 
the the world was so different from what it was when they started, but it was all in continuity. It all went in one linear order, and they they were not. And well, Kirkman was not afraid to be like, mm. "Let's do this shit." Like you know, let let's really add to this whole mythos and have these characters like grow together, grow apart, die, uh, get married, move on, yeah. have kids. Like really, stay dead. Yeah, stay dead. Really, like do the whole real world thing without going full Alan Moore <laughs> with it when it came Deconstructionist, to Deconstructionist, exactly. superheroes are bad and will be the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny. Not a lot of people are like, I know, I only hear a few people being like, Invincible, but I'm like, that's a good example of like what you, if you hate what DC and Marvel do with relationships, like Invincible is a good example of seeing what would Going happen the if they way. didn't do that like because <laughs> there's very few examples i think animal man is one of the other few oh, is one yeah. of the other few examples of like a character that's always had a family and like that's a that's a great example of them being super not only just a family but a super grounded family too like they weren't super well in new 52 the daughter had powers and everything yeah. but that that, that <laughs> That didn't end up going anywhere because they canceled the book prematurely. But so much to the point, too, that in one of the best Animal Man stories, they kill his family and Animal Man pleads his case to Grant Morrison directly to yep. bring them back. It's And that was, by the way, before like Final Crisis. It was a long time ago. Uh, and Grant Morrison was just like... I think the ultimate the ultimate decision to that conversation was like, yeah, you know what? Like You deserve happiness. And he's like, okay. And so at the end of that issue, he just gets his family back. <laughs> Yes, yeah, because because family makes him stronger and makes him a better character and helps differentiate him from everyone else. And in a in the ultimate meta sense, from one of the ultimate meta writers, he's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You should have your family back. Exactly. It's probably how Grant Morrison like hashes out story. Actually, he probably does like take some fucking peyote and then like has a literal conversation with his characters and say, the characters talk to me man they tell me what their adventures are and he's just like what do they do like what do you what do you think i should do with you where do you think you where do you want to go (laughs) (laughs) they're like i don't know man i'm not real and that's why his stories are either super great or super what the fuck did i just read exactly because sometimes he's got the tape recorder on and sometimes he doesn't (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm reminded of that seinfeld bit when he like writes uh what he thinks is a hilarious joke half awake while watching a terrible B movie, then tries to read it back later. He's like, what, what does any of this mean? Yeah. He tries to get other people to read it and other people are like, "Mm." I don't know what this means. Yeah, exactly. Um, another, another like cemented family in, in comics that I've never given a shit about. I've only, I, I only know this character in the context of being part of this legacy family and I've never given a shit. And every time that anyone's ever tried to portray it in any way, I like go, okay, let's see it. And I go, I don't give a fuck about this is the Marvel family. And I don't mean like Marvel's first family. I mean, Captain Marvel slash Shazam Shazam and Mary Marvel and all that crap. I've never given a crap about that. I don't know much about them either. I know they've gone through some reworkings, like in the new 52. It's like, well, you know, what if either, you know, his extended family from the orphanage and everything, and that's how they all hang out and know each other. And I'm like, okay, making it kind of Dickensian, making it kind of Oliver and company. Mm-hmm. Well, because even, uh, what was it, like their uncle was not, like, they only I'm called, yeah, they only called him their uncle, but, like, he was just a creepy old man who hung out with them, like, he was <laughs> which wasn't to skeevy at all, yeah. yeah, you could totally do, like, a whole Oliver Twist thing with him, but, like, you, you can trust me, well, he always was a schemer, too, that was the thing, he was, like, shitty Uncle Dudley Marvel, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why, but I've never given a shit about the Shazams, they've never been interesting to me, um, and it's, but by the way, like, but you know what's funny is that anyone at editorial will be like, that's because they're a family, and, like, they're together, mm-hmm. and it's, like, they're happy, like, no, 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 I, I, I like Captain Marvel Shazam in theory. 
but I can maybe only point to like two or three stories I've read in where I'm like, that's a really good story with him in it. Yeah, that's there's that list is very, very short for me. He's he's an amazing supporting character and stuff. They got a great Justice League episode out of him. He's an oh, amazing yeah, supporting character in Young Justice. Yeah, when he is out of continuity or he is used as a plot device, he is fantastic. Like in Kingdom Come, he is a perfect allegory for all kinds of things. But whenever someone's like, hey, you want to pick up the next Shazam? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Which is why he's never really been able to hold on to a book, and despite Jeff Johns trying super hard, he never got like a new solo series. And the fact is, I you know it's funny, like this is kind of like editorializing a little bit because like we're not we're talking about families, and I'm talking about like how crappy Captain Marvel is, but like the fact is, he's just a Superman ripoff that DC acquired from a lawsuit against the company that owned him. Fawcett trying to bury them, and so at the end of the day, he's a magic Superman. But but he was more popular than Superman at one point, so people must have seen something in him. Yes, a hundred years ago they did. <laughs> um, hey, hey, he had the first ever uh, movie serial. That's yes, he pretty did. good. I did. I've seen those those serials. They're, they're all on YouTube. Yeah. That, that's got to be an Else World commentary. Oh, yeah, that's that, that'd be a full on MST3K show. Uh, oh um, God, yeah. Oh, you, you need to get our little silhouettes down in the corner. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's a family that I can never forget about, and it's because I'm a child of the 90s, the Summers family. Mm, yes, 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 the yes. An- another family that has really fallen on hard times and has kind of been pushed to the side. Yeah. Uh, back in the 90s, when X-Men ran everything, it's funny, it's, it's such a, it's literally the opposite now, but like, yep. back in the 90s, you know, uh, we had the Summers, we had, you know, Scott and Alex and Jean Grey, and there might have been a third Summers brother, and it might have been Gambit, and... But it wasn't. It wasn't, it was it was lame. <laughs> there is a third one now, and isn't he like some super powerful space D-bag? Yeah, he really sucks. I think he was in uh, War of the Kings, and other such nonsense he sucks i love whenever he shows us like i am the third summer's brother no yeah. one talks about me that much i don't get invited to christmas dinner i'm totally boring and lame um also corsair his 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 yeah. spacefaring father his who's also cool ass space pirate dad with his furry girlfriend yeah way cooler than anything that they do on earth but uh and of course the alternate children you got rachel summers and you got like uh nathan gray and you got yeah. x-man <laughs> and you got strife the clone and like there's so much drama so much soap opera it's so funny how they were like okay so scott summers is a really cool independent leader character for the x-men and he has a crush on this girl uh gene gray who is boring and uh so does professor x but let's ignore that for a little while (laughs) because it's creepy and then uh and then they were like okay let's get him married and they went yeah that makes sense because we're never going to tell stories about scott summers you know dating who cares moving Mm -hmm. on and then from there like Claremont just went nuts. <laughs> yeah, you did. And built up like a ridi- like a ridiculous family tree that like when you put it all together, you're just like, why? Why did you do all of this? But uh, but it's inexorably tied. Like the, the Scott Summers is inexorably tied to family and what yep. that means. And and literally, he is the definition of that family is the the definition of dysfunction. Oh, God. I was gonna say, well, we're on the X-Men front, I would argue most of their families are pretty damn dysfunctional. What about the Magneto family? Oh, the Magneto family. Yes, of course. Well, what about them? Because they don't exist anymore. Not anymore, but they do. But they totally do. And the second they settle the legal disputes, they will again. They are they are truly Shakespearean, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I always love that idea. I I was always a big fan of the idea of like Magneto 
had these children and he tried to indoctrinate them into his like yep. thinking and then they rejected him and then joined the teams that he fought against and then they were the only mutants that were okay to be on Avengers teams that weren't named Hank McCoy mm. and then like they they built up a legacy of literally being mutants and being never on X, any X teams and occasionally someone like Peter David would like pull on them and use them but like for the most part they were Avengers yep. like these they, I loved the idea of these two mutant characters being Avengers and also having this dark evil father figure that was always like on the undercurrent of any good deed they did it's almost like a good version of what they did with the century where it's like every good deed i do yeah. is undone by my void instead it's like every good deed we do is undone by our mega powerful despot mm. father <laughs> and and people will always judge us harshly for this and people will always have that in the back of their mind when they're dealing with us despite all the good we do and quicksilver i always found his relationship to his father really interesting as well this you know you know i, I hate you dad teenage angst but also i kind of want you to be proud of me and at the same time yeah. too yeah i i always liked um that idea that you were talking about where it's like everything they do is 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 kind of undercut by magneto where like no matter how many times they save the world if they ever have like a lapse they someone goes isn't magneto their father yeah <laughs> not anymore it's not that got retconned out yeah but you know what i'm retconning it back in like in it my own be. in my head canon i don't give a shit yeah as far as i'm concerned it still is in my head canon axis didn't even happen although although ironically the retcon was a retcon to an already existing retcon yes. bringing it back to where it was before it's like no 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 we were created by the high evolutionary and given to gypsies yeah but there's also Polaris. Lorna Dane was also oh, Magneto's right, daughter, and she one. gets to stay Magneto's daughter because we don't want to make movies with her, so it's okay. Not yet, we don't. Yeah, but uh, but she's. I, I always feel bad for for Lorna because she's kind of like she's always the third wheel. She's always the third. She's always the middle child. Just like I'm not nearly as interesting or have as many great stories written about me as the other two do. Yeah, uh, probably the best thing they did with her was in the lead up to uh, Secret Wars when. Oh, yeah. uh, when Magneto still had his book going, she was the one who stood by him and tried to repel the ultimate Sentinels and everything. And he kind of had a weird respect for her at the end and kind of, you know what, Polaris, you were always secretly my favorite, though. <laughs> like, shh, God damn it, comics. Because the other two aren't around anymore, so you were always the favorite. Exactly, especially since you're biologically related to me now. And um, Polaris is like, woo, woo, favorite, yeah, favorite. Sweet, my genocidal father likes me best. <laughs> I'm the best one. Um, you know it's a family that everybody's being uh, really big on nowadays? The Inhuman Royal Family. Yes. I don't give a shit about them or their they're, bullshit. They're doing some interesting stuff about them with uh, with Black Bolt and Medusa. They have a kid. Well, they lost their kid to Kang for a little bit. Now they're kind of divorced and the kid is quite literally doing like, you know, weekends with dad. That weekends thing, with like, mom. The, the, you know, I always liked Black Bolt. I always liked his relationship with uh, Medusa. I always liked how independent Medusa had been portrayed in the comics for a long time like 70s and 80s Medusa would like go on her own adventures and like integrate with the humans and you know people be like what about your what about your husband Black Bolt she's like I don't give a shit I'm a fucking queen I don't give a crap I don't, I'll, I'll, I don't listen I'll, to him I'll, I'll date Johnny Storm now and get that young D because I want to yeah that's a that's a thing at least it's connected like the humans are have all had always been for me like second string supporting characters to the Fantastic Four they hung um, out they know each other well 
Johnny used to bang Crystal, and then Crystal yeah. married Quicksilver, and then it got and that creates a lot of drama between the two, where it's like, hey, sis, you know, it's not, it's not, you don't have a problem with me dating your ex. So, well, you know, you are my older sister and the queen of our people, so no, I'm good, I guess. Yeah, so technically, I do not give a crap about that, uh, but I do really though. <laughs> I, I, I dig the stuff with their son too, because you know, obviously, the different Inhuman factions are all busy doing different stuff, trying to save their people, trying to be part of the bigger Marvel universe, and their kid just kind of wants to be a kid. Right. And there's a great bit where, like, uh, Black Bolt's busy running his club, the silent room, and the kid's just sitting there like he stood him up for dinner. Right. And he's like, ah, this is bullshit. So what does he do? He goes and takes control of Unilux, that, like, ancient, inhuman company. He's like, fine, Mom and Dad, if you're going to be so busy, I'm going to run my own thing now. I mean, like, that's cool, and at least it takes him in an interesting direction that isn't mm-hmm. related to, like, this half-assed, I'm going to try and Game of Thrones the Inhumans bullshit that I'm not a big fan of. Um. But uh, but but they are literally a like a family, and yeah. they're a family of, of 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 like of of like they're weird aristocrats. Yeah, they're they're like it's almost like the uh, the inner circle or the Hellfire Club, but they're also like tied by their race, like or by yeah. their genetics, and they're also isolationists, and it's kind of like incestuous, and they're like we keep our we keep to ourselves, and we've been cut off from humanity. No, we really keep to ourselves, though. Yeah, like all right. <laughs> <laughs> You ever seen them Lannisters? It's like that. Yeah. So, um, but uh, but getting away from the humans because I I hate talking them about them for more uh, than a few minutes. But uh, another family that I always love, and I'm so glad Hickman didn't fuck up, is the Fantastic Four. Yes, they had a good run and actually you know ended on a nice note until we see them again. Yeah, and what's great is. Uh, Hickman kept them together or put put them in a position where they could be together until they come back. Like yeah. it's Reed and Sue and their children and even the freedom and even the vestiges of the Freedom Foundation. Like there's yeah. a couple of those characters remained with uh, with them as they create the multiverse the, or whatever. The, the, what's cool about the Fantastic Four is that they are the first family for a reason and they are one of the few characters and few teams that were really written with family in mind, wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. Oh no, there was It's in their DNA. It's they they were created to be a family, to be together. I mean like and what's great about it is the only ones that are actually related are re, are, are Sue and Johnny. Yeah. You know, like it's just it and and you so you see these what's great about that team objectively is that they make up so many different relationships oh, with yeah. only four characters. You have you have, totally. you have best friends in Reed and Ben. You mm-hmm. have like best rivals in Ben and Johnny. You have oh, yeah. brother and sister with Sue and Johnny. You have husband and wife slash boyfriend, girlfriend slash like strained lovers with Sue and Reed. Uh, oh, but yeah. then you have like the weirdness of like Sue of, of Reed having to work with Johnny and being like, I bang your sister and you're my brother-in-law. <laughs> like, and Ben, you're not as smart as me <clears throat> and Ben having been in love with Sue in the beginning. And that whole Oh yeah, incestuous thing going on. Like there's a it's, lot. It's a whole big soap opera. Then you throw in the kids too, and you get you know Johnny and Ben being uncles too, and trying to impart different pieces of wisdom to the kids, and also where it's like you know your dad, he's so self serious and so tied up with work, but we're the fun ones. Exactly. Uh, you have Reed as a parent and Sue as a parent who are very different and have their own different perspectives on how to raise their children, um, but also somehow manage to make it work. No matter, like either way, not having like a huge fucking problem with each other. Doctor Doom also is a weird He's sort like of. He's like the creepy of, uncle. <laughs> he is literally the creepy uncle. I delivered your daughter, and now she hangs out with me. Sometimes. And I named her after a woman I was in love with. 
Yeah. Yeah, I sure did. I'm Uncle Doom, everybody. <laughs> I do love that Valeria then lived with Doom, and he was like, Doom decrees that all children must have ice cream after dinner or some kind yes. of nonsense. Some nuts like that. It's like, see, I can be a fun uncle, too. <laughs> exactly. Until I get the powers of the, all the Beyonders and then destroy all of reality and remake it in my image. <laughs> but even then, that was all about family, too, because what did Doom want more than anything? No, I want your family to be my family, Reed. I want to be as happy as you are. Yeah, yeah, son of a bitch stole his family. Family couldn't think of couldn't be original to come up with a family of his own, so he stole no. Reed. I I want yours, Reed. I think your family is great just the way it is, but I I want them to love me, and I I want to be you essentially. Yeah, I, I love that dynamic, and it's why The Incredibles is so great because it's just the fantastic. It, it works on every level. It, well, it's almost the Fantastic Four. They it's just, but in that case, it's a little bit less con, like complicated because it's just it's just two parents and two children. Yeah. It's more straightforward. Um, and a baby. You know, like, yeah, and a baby. Ugh. I hate when they introduce a baby into a story. It's always so, it's it's always predictable and boring. And, like, anything that's cool or fun has to be undercut by, like, the high stakes, like, reality of having a baby. Like, yeah. when Spider-Woman was pregnant, I remember being like, <sighs> because when she has a kid, you have to stop being a superhero now. And she didn't. And I was like, <sighs> well, all right, you know, like, what do you, like, how are you going to make this work? And they kind of didn't, and then canceled the book. <laughs> or Oh, is it canceled is it, already? I think it's, I think it is canceled. I, I know it's still going, but I, either it is canceled or I feel like it's coming. Mm. But in any case, like, it, it, you have, you have to do something really, you have to be, you have to know what you're doing. You have to be a family or you have to be a family person in order to like, it's true. Figure out like, okay, how am I going to make Spider-Woman be like, and because she's not just a superhero, where, like she puts on a cape and fights like Doctor Doom. Like she's got to like she she's a spy and a murderer and a like infiltrator, mm -hmm. and she's got to like Lots of stuff. do some high stakes crazy shit. Like it's just you know nuts. When you <laughs> someone has to be like, how do you <laughs> when you have a kid, you have to stop being a superhero. Damian Wayne is not a child. No, he is a little man in a child's body, and it's it is grotesquely irresponsible for him to have put a Robin costume on him. That said, Damian Wayne was forged in the fires of murder and like indoctrination and like, the league of assassins. Yeah. Like and everything. his mother was the, the leader of the league of assassins and forged him like tempered steel by murderers and thieves into a, kind a of weapon. shitty parent, a yeah. kind of shitty role yeah. model. He's, he's a dipshit because he was raised horribly. And then and yet it's kind of that whole nurture versus nature thing too, where Batman's like, no, I can win you back to the good side. That, just, just, just give me a minute. I can win you back. Batman literally did the exact same thing as Talia only he's pointing it in the direction Different of good. direction. He's just yeah. like, you are, no, you, and, and like, maybe that's what it is. Like, if we ever got into Batman's head, he's like, no, 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 no. This child is a weapon and no amount of ice cream and hugs is going to make him better. But if I point him at bad guys, at least he'll be doing some good shit. That's, uh, that's why I liked uh, the mother villain from Batman and Robin Eternal. I don't know if you read all of I, that. I remember it. I didn't uh, I didn't read it all, but I heard that all was, about that it. That was her shtick, too. She was making child soldiers, essentially. She's like, you know, don't don't you, uh, what is it, uh, debate at me, Batman, about yeah. this. You do the same goddamn thing I do. The only difference is I get paid for it. Right. Batman's like, well, technically I get paid for it. Uh, you know, but I, I put all my money, you know, into, into 
futures and, and stocks and money market accounts. So my money works for me. But anyway, uh, what? <laughs> it's not all one lump sum, you know. And also, I only maybe take one child every couple of years. Exactly. And train them and indoctrinate them into my war on crime. You're doing like a bunch at once. That just, yeah. that, 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 that's just wasteful. Plus, eventually they get old enough and then they go off on their own and they still do my work for me. Even though they think they're doing their own thing. Like, Dick thinks he's his own superhero. But, like, oh, if oh, he man. wasn't raised by me, he wouldn't be anything. I uh, I rewatched Old Wounds last night. Oh, nice. That's a good one. As in, cause, you know, that was my line of thinking because, you know, from Killing Joke to everything, like, you know, I want to go back and watch Old Wounds. Yeah. And I did. And he has an amazing line there when he quits Robin, when Batgirl's like, no, I wanted to help. And he says, no, you just think you did. Exactly. That's what he does. He makes you think yeah. that it's your idea. Oh, that's a good one. And I'm like, ooh, Batman the cult leader. Yeah, yeah. That that scene is always a little bit shoddy, or is always hurt. It's always damaged for me because I know Tim is trying to get Babs to fuck Batman in that in that continuity. Like those, she she's not defending Batman because she believes in the cause. She's defending her boyfriend. See, I don't think they're together yet. No, but like but they're almost there. Almost. Well, I th- well, I th- like that was my whole reasoning for like that's another reason why Dick quit yeah. right there where he's like, you know, you if I stay here, you won't let me have a goddamn thing, will you? You won't even let me have a girlfriend. Have a nor- <laughs> yeah, you won't even let me have a normal love life. You won't let me have anything. I need to go be Nightwing, go to another city. Yeah, which is, by the way, like their interpretation of Nightwing. The comics interpretation of Nightwing is much more like amiable. It's it like Dick grows up. And he's like, and Batman isn't like, well, you should never have left. It's just, it's just this weird moment where like, it's not a weird moment. It's a, it's a, it's a real moment where like Dick is just like, I can't wear this child's costume anymore. I I'm not have... the boy wonder anymore. Exactly. And Batman's like, it's a good point. But he, he, he processes it in a different way and he becomes like more desperate and unhinged. And then he meets Jason and he's like, oh, a project. And then he fucks up and then he's yeah, miserable. Really. And that like that work, but it, you know, it's funny with it. When you have an ongoing continuity like that, it all flows together. And if you have talented people at the helm, it, it, it really looks like it, it works. They, they make it make sense. They make yeah. it make sense. They make it work. Like, it's not just that it like, it's obvious and it's solid and it, and it all fits together, but you like the story that it mm-hmm. tells. And they even continue to evolve it now, even with nuke, uh, nuke, sorry, Duke, who is tech, <laughs> Technically, the new Robin, they haven't really come out and said that. Yeah. He's living in the cave. He's helping out. And Batman's like, look, I don't need a new Robin right now. And Duke's like, that's fine. I don't need Batman right now. Let's just mutually help each other out. Exactly. Exactly. Um, now, a lot of folk, uh, the Flash family is a big family. Oh, God. And another one actually related by blood, the West Allens, the West Garricks. Yeah. Another. And uh, what's it called? Even the show is like embracing that element. Like... Embracing elements that weren't even in the comics. Joe West is one of the best secret weapons of that show, and he does not exist in the comics the way he exists in the no, show. No, it's true. Um, all the way from, uh, crap, what is his name? Jay Garrick. Like, from Jay yeah. Garrick to Barry to Wally to, like, all of it is is all very familial. And, of course, being a flashbook, it's also, like, positive. And oh, yeah. they're Super not, positive. No one's shoved in a refrigerator. You know, they're, they're, it, it's just very, like, it's very... It's funny because I always think like your know, DC's like fuck everything. Everyone's got to have a miserable time, except mm-hmm. for you, Barry. You can have fun, or except for you, Wally. Like you guys can. But then they, re- then they, and so Rebirth's actually a way for them to kind of like get Flash back on track, mm-hmm. so to speak. There, there is so much love both in the comics and the show, especially in the show too. You know, by the end of the first season, you know when Barry realizes, <laughs> he's like, no, I, I, 
Thank you. I, I didn't have just one. I had two great dads in my life. Most people don't even have one. I had two. Exactly. No, I like that. It's really nice. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And again, too, not in the comics. And they do a nice job kind of parallel, uh, paralleling that with Captain Cold, who they're like, who they constantly mention. Yeah, that guy's oh, yeah. dad was a total dickhole. <laughs> that guy was a shit biscuit if you've ever seen one. It's true. It's true. Um, what else is uh, what else on your list of fam- of superhero families? Because we're uh, getting there. S- someone mentioned in the chat here, and I'm sure you would love to talk about this. The TMNT family—they oh. all are actually brothers and adopted father. You know, it's cool that um, that was always kind of lost on me as a kid. I, you know, I, you know, they were brothers, but they never really like. I never really. I only got it. I only got that impression from the first movie. Oh, definitely. The first movie is really strong. In fact, you could break down the entire conflict of that movie to, you know, differing parental styles. Shredder even says, you know, we are your family. I am your father. (laughs) Yeah, I am your father. He totally says it, and Splinter is teaching a whole nother school of parenting. And at the end, you know, they kind of have to rescue the kids away from him. Again, a little like Oliver, a little Fagin-esque, you know. You know what's funny? I remember uh, being so, like... Ruled by the Joseph Campbell formula that like when Splinter is is gone, I'm like, oh, well, they killed him because he's the sage character. Yeah, these the Ninja Turtles can't grow with with him still there. And he's then the they Obi-Wan. and then they rescue him anyway. And it's like, yeah, it's OK. No, like <laughs> you're you're my children and I, I could be kind of like in the background you don't have to kill me for you guys to learn a lesson. It's okay. <laughs> as, a, as someone mentioning there, it's like, and who can forget the greatest member of the Ninja Turtles family, Venus, the forgotten turtle. Let's, uh, let's continue to forget Venus <laughs> and just focus on the fact that, like, these four brothers all kind of, like, represent a different personality trait. They are, they are the four humors. They are the four personality types you will meet in the same, in, you know, in the real world. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and it's funny, um... Did you see the Max Landis pitch for Ninja Turtles 2? No, I didn't. I'm sure it was good, though. It's fucking solid. And I and it's funny because it's for um, Ninja Turtles 2, like, Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles 2. Right. Which so building off is that. already garbage. The first one is garbage. Second one was not as hot garbage. Like, the garbage a, was, le- a less smelly garbage. Yes. Uh, it was not August when the garbage was let out. But like... <laughs> the, the dumpster fire had gone out just a little bit and there were still a couple embers but you could actually pick There was a it. rainstorm. Uh, but uh, but his TMNT too was like... I was like, that's... Because he's like, it's four people who have nothing in common. And so they would not get along. And they would want their own lives. But then, but the fact that they are family brings them back together, and mm-hmm. it's like okay, like, and I won't, I will spare you the pitch. Just watch it; it's on YouTube. He does a whole thing. He plays music. It's, oh. it is. I felt like such a toolbox for being as into it as I was. Oh, I know that that dude has a real power as a storyteller to get you into. He's like, why am I so in love with just watching this one dude talk about his pitch? And by the way, like it, it, the, the things that he pitches are like kind of obvious, but like. With the music and with his passion and with the fact that, like, it's really j- about the Ninja Turtles. I'm like, I'm in. That's awesome. Um, but, yeah, stupid. <laughs> yeah, actually, Some, uh, I was going to say, like, speaking of family, like, Bebop and Rocksteady became, like, the best 
like married couple that I've ever seen in a Ninja Turtles movie so far. It was a bold move to have a warthog and a rhino as lovers in the new movie, but they did it. <laughs> it really works. Those two are the most supportive people on the planet for each other. They love each other so much. And it's, it's so I wish endearing. I knew how to quit you, Bebop. I wish I knew how to quit you, Rocksteady. <laughs> oh, Brokeback Mountain, that's my favorite movie. That's my favorite movie. Bro hug and bro make out. Like, it's just oh, no. adorable. I, I love those two. And I, I would I would watch a whole movie just about those two being, being, in, being so interesting to each other but uh let us buy bed and breakfast we'll open it up oh my god we'll go to stars hollow <laughs> oh just, look there's your pitch right there uh, billion dollar idea yeah. right there whole franchise <laughs> all sorts of crazy characters who would come through their bed and breakfast exactly um somebody asked about like what about the x-men family i'm like the x-men the x-men are like the worst family like they are they're a they're thanksgiving every day yeah, pretty much. Oh, God, him again. Yeah, everyone is him again. No one likes each other. They barely tolerate each other. They can't even make one baseball game work without a Sentinel attack. You like, me too, <laughs> but sometimes they play baseball, though. Yeah, and, and that's pretty good. You know what? Every time I read it, I'm like, yay, a fucking break from all the high drama and like self-important nonsense these X-Men do. Remember I, I Wish You a Morlock Christmas from the cartoon where Gene and Gambit are just fighting over how to make the dinner? Yes. That's pretty great. <laughs> that, that's, I think that's a perfect encapsulation of it's awkward Christmas, it's awkward Thanksgiving every day. Yeah. Somebody wants to talk about Wolverine's family. I guess like Dokken and, and, uh, and uh, X-23. X-23. People get mad at me for using X-23 and not Laura because they're like, uh, X-23 dehumanizes her. Her name is Laura and she's a huge... I'm like, that's it's her, her code name, dude. Though. That's that's I don't like. Look, when I when I got into comics, she was X23. All right, that's what I'm gonna call her. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's it is Laura. Uh, she is a human. Like I, I would I would say the Wolverine family is the perfect example of a dysfunctional family, and then I guess you get like Romulus too, who <laughs> might have been his father. Might you know, for me, Wolverine works best with no family. Like, yeah. ever. Like, the only... For me, when I was growing up, Wolverine's family was maybe Sabretooth. <laughs> yeah. And that and was how, it. How was that? It was just maybe Sabretooth, because this big, pain-in-the-ass, hairier Wolverine would show up on his birthday and just kick his ass and then disappear. And I was like, that's fucking cool and mysterious and dark. But then they're like, no, and he has this stupid, annoying son who's really terrible and needs to die and shouldn't have existed and they've never done anything interesting or good with this character and even like the best Dokken story is nowhere close to like worth having Wolverine discover that he had a son like even the most mediocre Wolverine story is still better than the best the best exactly the best Dokken story is him when he kills Punisher like that's the one that's it and, and you could have had wolverine do that when he was like an enemy of the state you could have just enemy of the state at wolverine again and had him kill punisher and move I, on. I i mean too with doc and it's just like you know he's got like the three claws and everything that might as well just be edges because he's such an edge lord oh my god <laughs> um but i don't really count wolverine as family although you know what i will say wolverine is funny because he kind of like adopts a surrogate daughter every 10 years he does or doesn't a sidekick he? i don't really know because like he upgrades to a new model every couple of years yeah, and i remember everybody was always like oh like Wolverine is totally like sexing up Jubilee, and I'm like, no. You read read one issue where they're actually together, and it's not like that. Even the movie makers were like, yeah, right. There, she's in love with him. Like, no, no. Wolverine takes on like a protege, more or less. Like, yeah. like he takes the most innocent character from the X Men, and he's like, and he teaches them through like a slow burn how to deal with the horrors of reality. The harshness of life. That's yeah. a really cool idea. And it like, it, it's something that they don't really explore enough. 
well, again, that. too, about Wolverine family uh, in the Old Man Logan future, he does have a wife. Yes, and he does. He does have kids. And even in Old Man Logan now, they're showing flashbacks being like, no, they had a big, long life before you eventually caught up with them in the unforgiven future. I don't uh, I don't think that they are even characters like I'm, I I don't like what the, like the flashbacks or flash they're, they're like Mad Max's family or like or dirty. yeah, they're 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 Clint Eastwood's family. In Unforgiven. family, yeah. like, They are plot devices. They're the thing that Wolverine wants most, so they take it away from him so that he can be cool. Like, that's it. I, I Like I just said, Death Wish's family. Yeah, you know Death Wish from the movie Death yeah, Wish? Yeah, you know Death Wish? That, that's, that, that's what he was called, He right? should Death just be Wish? called Death Wish, because that's what he is. <laughs> it's, it's like Rambo, right? Rambo from the movie Rambo. Exactly, exactly. Um, and, and Payback, Mel Gibson's character from the movie Payback. Exactly. Uh, there are a lot of people, there are a lot of families that are explored and that have, that somehow survived the dreaded editorial you know, writing on the wall that is no families or no, or like no aging of the characters, despite the fact that like, Ooh, you, know? you know, it's another interesting one. I just want to bring it up now. Yeah. Uh, Tevia brought this one up in the chat there. Wonder Woman's family, the Amazons, because she's technically the only child. She has a mother. She was kind of raised by a whole island's worth of women who never age. It's true. So she really does have like the largest family on the planet. Like it's just her raised by an army of Amazonian warriors. Which is what I think bugged the crap out of me in uh in the Azarello years when it's like nah she's just the daughter of Zeus is all it is you know, yeah, they, they, yeah they, they they fight her on the island they're all the same age so there's a bunch of Amazon kids I'm like well that makes her less special and that makes her like whole origin thing less uh l l less idealistic you know yeah um so the uh there there are a lot of families that have been explored and that 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 exist and that are awesome and super cool we will get to them I think in a sequel episode this is a big topic. I'm sure there's some huge ones that we're missing. I really want to talk about like uh, Cap and Vision and everything else. Like exactly, is Cap technically a family? Because Bucky is sort of his son, and then you know they grow to be the same age at a certain point, oh, and then yeah. there's all the other stuff going on with him. Captain Amer the Americorps, as I call them. Um, yeah, the Pims. You could also get into DC. Oh God, the Pims. There's so yeah. much, but uh, we're gonna wrap it up with the Spider-Man family because mm. it's the one that I like that inspired the idea. Because I'm like, hey, yeah, that's right. Renew your Vows is getting a new series. What, 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 when you say the uh, Spider-Man family, of uh, what Spider-Man family? There is no Spider-Man exactly. family that exists in the main universe. No, he well, no, he does have a family. Aunt May, the that's end. true. Like and, also, and, and, and uh, step uncle too at some point. Yeah, he's he's very inspirational and useful, and totally adds a lot to the Spider-Man character and the world. Hey, um, they're, 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 they might kill him. I don't doubt it. I mean. You know, because he's not going to be in the new movie, so we got to get it ready for the new movie. Aunt May needs to be single again. Sorry, yeah. Jameson's dad. Time to die. And maybe we'll like young her up. I don't know. It's we. I don't know what the hell they're doing over there. But like, you know, so what? they'll shoot her up with whatever cat. You know, Kobik will pay a visit to Aunt May, and Aunt May will get to be young again. But she'll also be an agent of Hydra. So, because <laughs> <laughs> she and Captain America are the same age, and she's like, oh god. So, hey, hey, hey Peter, you want some wheat cakes? Hail Hydra! Wait, what was that, Aunt May? Oh, nothing. Oh, nothing yet. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but Spider-Man has had an extensive family. They've called it the Spider Family forever. The idea of like Peter Parker, Uncle Ben, Aunt May, but then you also have like Mary Jane, and then you have like Gwen Stacy and the Stacy family, or the Osbournes, or like uh, oh, uh, talk about another dysfunctional ass family, the Osbournes. The Osbournes. 
either one um but yeah like yeah i know right like norman had a shitty dysfunctional one and now that harry is a dad he's actually got two kids with two different women mm-hmm. which is something you don't see very often and him just trying to make that work that's probably some of my favorite stuff of the current dan slot run like hey what's happening with the osborne allens right now yeah it's true oh the allens uh big D- friggin uh the brants with betty and and uh, and her brother and his and and uh, the molten man and you know the leads there's so much everything's of course a huge soap opera with spider-man ooh, but ooh. uh kingpin's family oh, the fisks vanessa King- like who's dead and then they brought her back and then he killed her again he's like no i don't want her back and his and his son the rose remember that I when his son became him. the rose oh yeah yeah i remember being like what is the deal with the rose hey guess what nothing it's an identity no one was using, so it's mine now. You also have Maddie Franklin and all that stuff. Like, Spider-Man's family is a whole episode unto itself, but the, the one I wanted to focus on was the fact that Spider-Man isn't al- is one of those characters who's not allowed to have his own family because he's too popular or too profitable conceptually, according to editorial, as a younger person. Yeah. So, you know, we went from... I mean, like, I remember in the 90s when... Mary Jane, first of all, was a wife of Peter Parker and then yeah. and then became pregnant. And I remember like Peter Parker's reaction was like he literally bounced off the walls with joy because he's like, I'm like in my late 20s, early 30s. Like this is the thing. to this, Yeah, this is a, this is a treasure. It's the hip happening thing now. Like this is this is a good thing. Like which, which is another thing someone in the chat brought up this idea that most people nowadays, if they're going to get married, they're going to get married young is the thing. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, well, like what's interesting about like today's everything is that like you could do it doesn't matter like you could be 47 and then get married and like yeah you, it doesn't you know there's no there's no rules or labels anymore mm-hmm. i mean heck even in stories too it's like what about someone who got married it didn't work out but they got married to someone else where it's like yeah i needed to get that first relationship out of the way right so there's, i could so i could do better on the second one yeah there's lots of there's lots of different levels to family and, and what that means but uh it's interesting how Marvel said, you know, okay, this is not going to work for us. We're not going to be able to have him have a family. So they took away the kid, and then they did a what-if issue, and they brought the kid out in an alternate reality book where they're like, here's a, here's a, here you go. And then the fans went nuts and launched Mayday Parker's, like, oh, yeah. ongoing career where she spawned a whole universe of stories. Our, our friend Comic Uno loves Mayday she Parker. Is, she is Mayday Parker. Uh, and, but, like, that level of like no you're wrong to the point where they created a whole alternate reality to tell mm-hmm. her stories then when they cancel that because like look the vocal minority is still the minority i uh, i stopped reading sell. web warriors but did mayday parker get to join that I thought she did i didn't i never started because it was such a terrible book web warriors is such bullshit it's such a terrible comic but uh I, as I understand it, they were working her in. So I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the two best friends. They're Let's Players, and every so often they'll talk about comics. And basically their thing for superhero comics is whatever fans gave them at whatever mm. convention they went to. And uh, one of the guys was like, yeah, you know, I've been reading the new Web Warriors book. You know, it's pretty funny, and it's pretty cool. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, you don't know how terrible it is. Uh, but I, It's like I become that guy from the future through the portal. No, no. you don't know. Save yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm sure to if they heard uh, me talking about video games, I'm sure they would think the same yeah, way. Like what? No, you're, you're Call of Duty. What? Yeah. Uh, nobody's playing that game anymore. Um, but I don't play Call of Duty. I, I maybe buy one Call of Duty every couple years. <laughs> I haven't bought That's Call of Duty new- since Codbo Two. But nice. uh, uh, no ghosts. We got ghosts because it was like a dollar. 
that's the thing on like black friday and by the way it was a lot of fun i kind of dug it but like oh yeah oh yeah that's the thing like that's only why you need to buy a call of duty every couple years because they're basically the same damn game so for a good bargain and enjoy the hell out of it it's like a fifa game but uh i bought the kevin spacey one because i'm like dude fucking kevin spacey's (laughs) the villain in this i gotta see this and it's exactly like you think it would be yeah it's his character from uh from house of cards it's just him from house of cards and i love too it's like he's like your ironically he's your father figure in the beginning because mm. his son dies and so he adopts your player character okay. it's kind of like you're my new son now and i'm like but you're kevin spacey you're gonna be the villain by the end of this yeah and i'll have to destroy you but uh yep that's what happened but with uh with respect to spider-man and his family um renew your vows was a book that they spawned that they were like clearly just it was nothing to do with secret wars it was secret war tie-in um, nothing to do with Secret Wars. It was obviously just a test. The water is this? Is this something people want? I'm sick of like I. For this. I know that I'm tweeted that they that, that I you hate single Spider-Man every single day, every day of the week. But like, but just like um, comments on a Ghostbusters trailer, that's a very very small minority. And I want to actually get empirical data that supports what exactly people are talking about and what they really want and renew your vow sold like gangbusters oh yeah it did and, and it was pretty good too and it was a good story uh it had its faults but like it was all right um but what's funny is it, it sold so well that people were like it sold too well there's no way they can ignore it yeah and really some people were like maybe they'll fold it in maybe they'll be like no you know what screw it we're gonna in continuity this shit and uh and they didn't but they did uh, announce a new series called renew your vows which mm-hmm. i'm guessing Written is by jerry conway which, an old school spider-man writer which I, is pretty huge. i am so on board for jerry conway writing a spider-man book mm-hmm. but uh he, he he wrote one but it was more uh focused on another spider-man character the Carnage. spiral yeah. oh spiral yeah too but the spot which the spiral was actually pretty damn good by the end it was about uh, who's who, who is that lady she's an asian cop and she's a friend of spider-man the wraith I yeah the wraith say. yeah wraith it was a story more about the Wraith, but it was pretty cool, though. Wasn't she related to Gene DeWolf in some way? Yeah, they were kind of moving her into that role. I think they were implying There's... that she's real, like, or that she was that it was Gene DeWolf, but then it turns out it wasn't. Oh yeah, there's there was a great line at the end of it, which still tells me after all these years that Jerry Conway totally has it as a writer. You know, he he sees you know the Wraith go down this dark path, and Spider Man is trying to be like the angel on her shoulder, and he says this amazing line where he's like, you know, in life sometimes you go up, sometimes you go down, but most go round and round like a spiral. And I'm like, dude, oh, that's, that's cool. deep. <laughs> Hashtag for deep me. <laughs> nice. Um, but, uh, the book is coming out. We're going to see Spider-Man with his own, with his own family. But what's ironic is they killed the older people of his family. Like Aunt May is dead in that universe. Yep. Aunt Anna is dead. And I guess died first oh. because the kid is named after Aunt Anna. That's true. Um, and there's just, it, it's, it's interesting what they traded for what they got and where they're going with it. Cause like, it couldn't be enough that like Spider-Man has a wife, a kid and an, and the older generation. It's just this family and what we're going to go with because it. if he has the older generation he'll be tempted to be like hey aunt may can you watch the kid for a bit while i go spider-man yeah no we gotta we gotta we gotta play with the do with the irony and it's like funny because i was talking about how it's like you can't be a superhero and have a kid and that was joe casada's retcon of the reason why one more day happened in the first place is because like it's irresponsible of us to have a kid if you're going to be spider-man forever and it's like right on fair point Renew your vows. Like, ah, never mind. We'll see where that goes. She, 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 the kid will be a hero too, and you can train her. Yeah, to you can carry up the mantle. Yeah, that won't be totally. <laughs> that will be a total clusterfuck. But I'm looking forward to seeing where I'm it goes. I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah, but that's the thing. I want to know where that goes. And with Jerry Conway, it's like, well, at least it'll be written great. 
Like at least mm. it'll be have a good a good writing, and we'll see where that goes. I can't wait to see where that goes because like it's going to be really interesting. And, like and it or not, this, you know? and true with this universe, didn't Region like kill every other superhero or kill damn near everyone except for like uh, Hawkeye, like Hawkeye and Power Pack? Yeah, exactly. So you know, it's like we need to fill the gap. It's going to be a very small universe. Although, hey, maybe because you don't know at what time in the future this happened. And if Spider-Man had kids, how do you know that like Sharon Carter and Captain America didn't have a kid and yeah. so on and so forth? Oh, no, it was a great opportunity to like explore that. I think I think what they're going to do, though, is it's just going to be like, no, nah, it's just it's just regular time. It's just that they had the kid like it's, it's a what if in that. Yeah, because everyone else was wearing the same costumes and everything. Yeah. Um, I did. I did like Clinton Barton, age or uh, like head director of Shield, under, yeah, director of Underground Shield, and of course he's missing an eye too. And I'm like, man, is that what you got to do when you get when you get like the parking space and the executive bathroom keys to Shield? You got to jab out one of your eyes. I would have been okay with him missing an arm, and that's his missing mm. piece. You know, and he has to have like a bionic thing. I don't mm. know, but G G Green Arrow already owns that. I was gonna say it feels that feels very Green Arrow, but you know what, like whatever you were stealing from everything for that book you might as well just <laughs> go for broke you're stealing his liberal politics now for occupy uh occupy avengers by the looks of it yeah yeah it's true so uh you know like we said there's so many more i mean like even deadpool has his own family that we could explore deadpool is a dad now too to a kid and seeing it in that spider-man deadpool book is like really really good like it's well handled and he's kind of freaked out to be a father, too, where he's like, even in his own crazy mind, he's like, I should not be allowed to be a role model to anybody. Yeah, I like that. I like that exploration of his character. Yeah, I I'm going to fuck this kid up, so I can't, I, I can't be nowhere near her, but I also want to be a good dad, too. And so, yeah. like, he kind of dumps her on Agent Preston. It's like, look, can you raise her? Because you're probably the closest thing I've had to a real friend in years. Can you, like, raise her next to your kid yeah. so they kind of become, like, brother and sister? Oh, yeah. Or uh, what's it called? Uh, Danielle Cage is going to come back as a new Captain America That's in that right. Avengers book. We're going to see what that what that was like, having Jessica Jones for a mother. <laughs> oh, yeah. What would that do? I'm very interested to see how they're going to spin that, especially because Jessica Jones is getting her own book, too. I really want to see Jessica you know, trying to balance being a hard-bitten private investigator and also having a kid. We almost got that in Powers, where she was pregnant, and we saw, like, what that was like, and she was, yeah, it was interesting. I'm, I can't wait to see how that how that turns out. I also like that Bendis can't help himself. She's in uh, Miles Morales' book. I know, I love that Some, so much. That was, when she said, I'm hiring the private investigator, I'm like, yep, I know who that is, and then they made the, 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 the full page reveal, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I moving on. I think we joked about that like uh, like six months ago. Yeah. When you're when you're like, yeah, it's the Bendis bunch. It's only going to be a matter of time. You know, if, if he's if he's already teasing that Bombshell survived the Ultimate Universe, it's only a matter of time till we find out that Jessica Jones is alive too. You wait and see, Joel. And indeed, we saw. <laughs> and indeed, um, but uh, but for now, you know, the hour's up. That's our that's our show. That's our discussion about. Uh, superhero families, and you know what? We found out from these conversations, and we do that a lot. Um, there's so much more conversation to explore Indeed. that we'll have to do a sequel. So it's true. I, I, I get the feeling we missed some big ones here I that agree. I'm sure we could talk about. Even even if we wanted to go outside superhero comics to talk about families and other stuff. That's true. That's true. And that that's this is the show for that. So definitely um, want to thank you guys for hanging out with us and watching the show, chatting in the chat, and sharing your opinions and commenting and being really cool and cordial. I want to thank always my host, a pleasure. of course, Joel, for being on the show and uh, oh, joining always us as love well. being here. One, and, one of my favorite shows to do. No no joke. No smoke blowing. 
<laughs> me too. Uh, and we will uh, see you guys next week with an all-new episode of the Elseworlds Exchange. And, of course, you can catch us everywhere else. And while I've got you, I just wanted to pitch out this thing. Uh, Comic Pop has a subreddit. A lot of people hey. didn't know this. That We have a subreddit. If you go to reddit.com slash r slash comic pop, you will go to our fancy schmancy brand new subreddit. It used to be TV Little House, but now... It's actually comic pops. So That's go way there. too funny because I've just recently uh, taken the Reddit plunge myself. Oh, nice. Well, welcome to the fold, man. Uh, if you if you don't want us to know your other username, it's so easy to just whip one up, and jump on. You could be the cape. You could be Cape Joel on the. On our thing. I got it. I already took it. Good, good. Um, but uh, but we'll see you guys hopefully on the Reddits, and if not, we'll see you on the Elseworlds Exchange. Uh, and I want to thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Thank you.